fun fact today. Had to take my car into the garage for a radiator coolant leak. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion Podcast. The show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. that for a fun fact this morning. You know, I know when we think about people coming through our microphones or screens, right, that these uh, people don't have real problems. <laughs> I've come to tell you that this guy right here has real problems sometimes, right? And uh, in the spite of all that, and in the midst of all that, it's still important. It says, look, I still got to still do, do a podcast, still got to write blogs, still got to do things. I can't shut down. Right, so because there's other people out there who says, "Listen, they're not their car's not broken down. They they want some stuff uh, to help them keep motivated and to keep their youth ministry moving forward." And so that is what I am here to do. If you're a brand new listener, by the way, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you being here, being a part of the show. Um, and uh, if you enjoy this, by the way, uh, can I encourage you that uh, after this is over to go over to the iTunes and leave me some stars and a review? Would sure appreciate that. And uh, let me know what you think of the program. Um, and uh, that is it. That is uh, all I'm going to ask you to do today. So let's jump into it today. I've been thinking about the process of youth ministry and the process that I am currently in as a youth pastor. Uh, after 26 years uh, in the ministry, uh, I am always looking at the process. And one thing I don't think we do as youth workers is we don't we put a lot of emphasis uh, on the moment of salvation, but not necessarily the process of salvation. And what I mean by that is we put a lot of uh, time and energy to uh, and money and everything else into a moment, right? We want the moment. We want kids to have this moment when they, uh, when they are going to pray or receive Christ, and we don't spend a lot of time or attention on the process following, which is the discipleship process. So I want to talk a little bit about enjoying the process and not just the moment today. And I understand, listen, everything is stacked against us in our endeavor to teach kids to enjoy the process of following Jesus, right? We tend to lean in to their emotions instead of their intellect because, quite frankly, it's easier right? It's easier to reach a student when they're 12, 13, 14 years old, their hormones are raging, all those kind of things. And uh, we, we tap into that moment when uh, kids are responsive uh, to uh, receiving Christ. And whether that's based on a story or based on a, a, you know, a video clip or you know, whatever that may be. Um, and I would say that you know, there's nothing wrong we're all touched by something. We're all touched to, to make decisions, uh, you know, on various things, whether we see a commercial, whether we see something else. We're all very emotional beings. And I'm not just saying that just of teenagers. I think we're all very emotional beings. And we tend to make decisions based on our emotions rather than our intellect, right? Just, I mean, consider the fact that, you know, when you're having a down day uh, and you decide that you're going to open a box of Twinkies, um, that is not an intellectual decision. That is an emotional decision to say, I'm going to eat a box of Twinkies right now because I feel like it. And uh, to enjoy the process, 
you know, the process that kids go through and the process that we go through, right? Uh, to enjoy the process, you know, you have to have some patience. And uh, teenagers have uh, none of that. They, they don't have any patience whatsoever. Uh, they, want to, they want to do what they want to do right now. Uh, they want to receive Christ. They want to do that right now. And then they don't think about the rest of the process. It's the same, uh, same way with making negative decisions, right? It's they make a decision in the moment, but they have no idea of the consequences. They have no idea what is about to happen after that, uh, you know, after they decide to take their, sneak out of the house, take their parents' car, uh, go to a party uh, across town and come back. Nobody's thinking about that, right? Nobody thinks about that process. And, and this is a sequel. It's equally uh, the same that uh, students, and I would say even adults, do not think about the process afterwards. They don't think, they think about the moment and not the process. You know, and youth workers, myself included, I enjoy the moments. I enjoy watching a kid receive Christ. I enjoy watching them having that moment. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, more than the process, uh, I think Christian culture has taught us to love the altar call but hate the altar of sacrifice, right? That what we see in videos, what we see even from other churches, uh, we don't see the behind the scenes. We see the moments. We don't see the process. And I think that has built a delusional uh, mindset that everything revolves around the moment, right? Whether that be the altar call, the closing prayer, whatever it may be. You know, we put so much time and planning into a service uh, that's supposed to crescendo into one moment, one decision. When we already know, as if you're a mature believer, that salvation and discipleship is not made up of one decision or one moment, but hundreds of them. If you look at the disciples themselves, there's hundreds of moments when Christ is revealed to them. Hundreds of moments. And yet, even at the very end, when Christ comes to them, Thomas is doubting. Peter is having uh, second thoughts. All these various things, all these moments, right? And, and, I, and we, we, we focus and we put all the time and energy into the moment and we don't think about the process. And, and we get disappointed, right? We say, well, we re they received Christ. They prayed the prayer. They did the thing. And now it's supposed to be new life. And, and, and we, don't, uh, we don't regard the process. We think everything is solved in the moment. And uh, I would say it's not. I'd say it's never solved. I say it's, I say it's process till the end of time, a process till we die. And, uh, and, you know, the thing is that we have an opportunity to teach our kids that, right? To teach our kids that uh, the ongoing salvation experience, the ongoing revealing of, of Jesus in our lives is process. It's discipleship. It's, yes, there's a moment. Yes, you're going to have uh, the moment where the Holy Spirit speaks to you, right? And, and opens your heart and you come to know Christ. Listen, when I prayed... Uh, you know, the prayer of salvation when I was 13 years old, I, boy, there's nobody meant it more than I did. I assure you. I mean, I wept, I cried, I snotted. Uh, I, it was just a brand new day for me. But then I spent the next three years struggling, struggling, struggling with, uh, drugs, with alcohol, with all those things. And, um, and you know, was, so does that deny my salvation experience? I don't think it does. I think, I think I did not 
think about the process, right? I thought about the moment. And then we put all the all our you know money down on the moment. It says, well, the moment is supposed to solve everything. Uh, and yet we find that it doesn't. Even, even Peter, who walked on water, had a moment with Jesus, and then suddenly he's, you know, uh, denying him. Uh, you know, all the disciples had these moments with Jesus, and yet it was uh, Jesus was committed to the process, not just the moment. And we need to teach our kids that. We need to teach our kids that it's not just about the one prayer you pray, but the hundreds of prayers that you'll pray throughout your lifetime, that it's the unveiling of Christ in our lives and not just the moment where, where, you know, God pops up in our life like a sock puppet and, you know, does a thing and then he's done. And do we want kids to have a moment? Yes. We want them to come to Christ. We want the Holy Spirit to move upon their hearts and and open it up to the God who loves them and, and wants to, you know, wants them to know what Christ has done for them. But we also want to know that God, we also want, you know, kids to know that God is not only real in these moments, that God is real uh, when you go through a breakup, you know, that God is real uh, when our parents go through a divorce, you know, that God is real when our friends are thinking about suicide. The process of discipleship is boring. I get it. It's not very sexy. It's, it's, uh, you know, that people say that. I understand that, but I don't know if I agree with them. It's, it's on its face. It seems very didactic. It seems very vanilla, right? And, and I'm about to almost prove that when I, when I quote Dallas Willard here, right? Dallas Willard is stellar, but Dallas Willard is not Stephen Furtick. Now, let me say this. We need Dallas Willard and we need Stephen Furtick, but a life filled with Stephen Furtick and no Dallas Willard that could be, that's, that's all excitement and no process maybe, right? But then if we have all Dallas Willard and no Stephen Furtick, it could be a little dry, right? I've heard it say this way too, that, uh, you know, all word and no spirit uh, and will we'll dry up. All spirit and no word and will blow up. But spirit and the word and will grow up. And I think that is so true of our lives. You have to have both there. So Dallas Willard says, spiritual formation in a Christian tradition answers a specific human question. What kind of person am I going to be? It is the process of establishing the character of Christ in the person. That's all it is. And that's so true. It's, the, it's, it's not just the moment that somebody has the epiphany of who Christ is, but rather the process of character. Christ formed in me, right, over time. Uh, that Christ is character and nature through the Holy Spirit. You know, kids, we didn't get it the first time, right? And so we need to be empathetic towards those kids who are not getting it the first time. But we're patient. We're empathetic. We're, we're understanding. We're putting ourselves in their shoes, and I think the, pro, the learning and experiencing of our faith is really quite exciting. You know, the whole process is exciting to me. You know, we find out who we are in the process and not just in the moment. You know, we're, we're, it's very inception-like, right? We, the youth pastor, are going through a process in the midst of a bunch of teenagers who are going through processes, right? Uh, who are in families, who are all going through a process, right? And now you have to like, if you've seen the movie, you got to stop to see whether the, the top is spinning or not, right? But the, but the deal is this, that, that it's all about the process. So how can we then, as youth workers, do a better job at teaching kids to love the process and not just the moment? Because there's many times that kids are disappointed with the moment. They say, well, I've prayed, I've prayed the prayer, I've done the thing, and nothing has changed. 
if you are able to help a young person see that there's a process and not just a moment, that the moment's not going to carry them through, but that the process is going to help them, then you're doing that kid a great favor. And he doesn't get so disappointed in the moment uh, where everything was supposed to change, that he knows there's more to come. There's more of Christ to be revealed. So let me give you three things that we can do to help uh, kids do a better job. Uh, in the uh, to love the process. Number one is that we don't hang every meeting on one moment, right? Every moment uh, from the time that kids enter to the time kids leave, they are in process. The process is happening. The process of salvation is happening uh, when we are, uh, when a kid walks through the door and we greet them and say hello, right? That when we understand the whole thing, that the youth group isn't narrowly funneled down to one decision. We have actually, we are, the funnel is super wide from the time a kid first enters our youth ministry to the time that kid leaves our youth ministry in six years. Or if you want to go even deeper, the time that our actual relationship goes all the way through adulthood and all the way into our older years. So one thing we can do is don't hang every meeting on one moment. Uh, help kids understand that there are many moments to knowing Christ. The second thing we do is that every meeting does not have to end in a salvation altar call. There are many things going on in our youth meetings, and salvation is certainly one of them that God is doing in the mix. He wants us first and foremost to know Christ, right? To be forgiven. But what if we did instead, what if we invited kids to open their hearts, right? And to pray for themselves. Don't pray for them and don't lead them in a prayer. You know, when I ask kids to, to, to know Christ, I'm asking them to follow Jesus. I'm asking them not to pray just a prayer of salvation, although I have done that, uh, I, but I don't do it for them. I, they have to have their moment with Jesus. They have to have that, and that's what I pray for, because if it's me, if it's their moment with me, it will soon be forgotten. If they have a moment with Jesus, it is life-altering and life-changing, Right? So I don't do things for them. I create the atmosphere for them to have that moment with God, and I help them along in the process. And then the third thing we can do to help kids love the process is put equal time, energy, and money into the process of making disciples as we do into the moment for kids to come to know Christ. Whether, that, whether we're spending $1,500 on a D-Now, whether we are putting... Um, uh, a couple of thousand dollars into a concert, whether we're putting, uh, whatever we're doing, whether we're doing $500 game nights, uh, whether we're doing, you know, all those things that I think we have to show the kids that if we're putting all this time and energy into a moment that we ought to be able to put equal amount or greater because the moment's going to last, right? We paid $1,500 for, for a 15 minute moment, or we're going to spend our budget and put our budget into the process, whether that's small groups, whether that's audio video, whether that's podcasts, whatever that is, however we're choosing to disciple kids, the relationships, the meals, the, the time spent, all that kind of stuff, you know, that we're putting equal time, energy, and money uh, and resources into the process of making disciples as we do into the moments that we want to see kids come to Christ. You know, Rick Warren says, transformation is a process. And as life happens, there are tons of ups and downs. It's a journey of discovery. There are moments on mountaintops and moments in deep valleys of despair. And once kids understand that, once kids understand the full 
process that we're not beholden as youth workers. We're not banking completely on the moment, although we want the moment to happen. We want it to be authentic. We don't want it to be manufactured. We don't want it to be manipulated. We want kids to have very authentic, real moment with Jesus Christ, that when they understand that that there's something in them right? That is, that is being revealed. Now, whether that's their behavior, whether that's sin, whether that's whatever that's going on, that when we treat those moments as a far broader spectrum, look, Jesus can handle the salvation part, right? We can, we're going to preach, we're going to teach, we're going to do our best. And then in the end, the Holy Spirit is going to do that. And what if we challenge kids and say, look, if the Lord spoke to you tonight during our, our five-minute prayer time, yes, five minutes, if we have five minutes worth of prayer, if God spoke to you, why don't you come up and talk to me for a second, tell me what God's been talking to you about, right? That would be a, um, a much broader thing. That's not to say that we shouldn't talk about the other things. I'm just saying that we're opening the door. We're making the funnel a little bit bigger for kids to, to get in to know Christ and not to bank completely on the moment, but to know that we also love the process and not just, we don't love kids kids for when they're crying at the altar. We love kids uh, when they're working through the process of what it means to know and follow Jesus. So, But that is it for today, guys. Uh, I just wanted to share the my heart with you guys today about the process, my love of the process, uh, my love of the process that I'm going through even as a youth worker, and I hope that you're enjoying the process as well. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this podcast, go on down there to iTunes and uh, like like it's a neighborhood store, right? Just go down to the local bodega there uh, and uh, leave a review uh, and a couple of stars if you enjoyed the podcast today. We sure would love to hear from you. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you guys next time. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>